Another episode of On the Wake Up Radio, The Appeal, aka Walker's Appeal. I am Oz Bryan and my co host, Rob Superbad Williams. <laughs> you were bad, that's right. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Um, yeah, man, we're a little tardy today. Apologies. Uh, but we're here, we're here. We're the missus for the world. Um, today, we got a lot going on this week, man. Woo! I mean, today alone, it was crazy. How's your, how's your week, Rob? Uh, pretty good, full of arthritis meds, but other than that, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, D rugs, <laughs> D rugs, D rugs. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, a lot going on this week. Uh, 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 some of the things we're going to touch on today are today, uh, this week, mm-hmm. marks the 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 anniversary of the assassination of JFK, and I thought that was interesting. Because um, there is also a push. Well, I think it's done. Right, they have exonerated the two brothers who uh, were found guilty of killing Malcolm X. Um, and so that happened today. Uh, judge vacated those convictions. Uh, I mean, one of the brothers is alive. One of the brothers died back in I think '07. So, <laughs> so it's posthumously for him. Um, and did you remember? Because uh, many, so some of you may remember, you know that the the assassination of JFK kind of signaled um, uh, a turn in Malcolm X when he famously, well, because he was told not to speak on it, right? And uh, and he didn't, to his credit. A reporter asked him a question about it, and he just his response was, "The chickens come home to roost." Why do you see that? Because <laughs> uh, that led to essentially uh, what effectively became his expulsion from the. Well, he didn't get expelled. I shouldn't say that. He was sat down. They call it a sit down, right? But um, all intents and purposes, that's where it looked like it was going uh, prior to his death. And um, so the, the two are inextricably connected. Um, also, let me. Pull up my notes here. Uh, it is the anniversary. There's hypocrisy alone in that position. That's what's so striking. Even to this day, about that whole situation. I know for some people it's sensitive, but let's be real, people. How could this happen? Shut the fuck up. Are you oblivious to either where you live or what you do? Oh, what are you referencing, the, the Malcolm X or, or JFK? 
the greater population and their shock and awe and continued trauma that this could happen. Where the fuck do you people think you are? I mean, uh, I'm saying for clarity, what are you, what are you referring to? Shock and awe about what specifically? The average citizen being shocked and stunned that their president could be blasted on TV oh, like uh, that. Uh, uh, and then yeah. be like, <laughs> and then, oh my God, what could have happened? Motherfucker, where have you been? Did you not watch the news? Have you just been living under a rock? And then to, for how many decades now to act like, well, it could have been a ghost sitting across the street hiding under the mailbox. No, motherfucker. With the umbrella. Yeah, with, with, with the, the umbrella. umbrella. You know, it, it's not even cognitive dissonance. You know, and people wonder how Russiagate a scam that big could have happened. You got a long history of stupid situations, real and imaginary, followed by words like gate and co and all this other garbage. That's why it happens. And that's why it continues to happen. That's why you can't have nice things because the same handful of rich mofos that own and run this place and give you fake parties. That's why that's, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was an interesting time in, in the country's history. Well, it seems like every every single day is an interesting time in this country's history. If you I, I guess that's the right, the right stuff. It's always very interesting. Now, if you just want to sit back and do what the news tells you, then, yeah, you know, it's about who played what and what rubber ball went where. Yeah, thank God for institutions like On the Wake of Radio. <laughs> Shameless plug. If, no, uh, seriously. If it wasn't for independent media, what media would we really have right now? Yeah, and that's, and that's not just us. That's anywhere. That's across the spectrum. Right, left, center, independent. That's why you have outlets like this. That's why you have to clamp down on other outlets like YouTube. If you look at a platform like that or any of these online platforms and compare them to their current state, versus a couple of years ago. You know, we've got more propaganda flying around than people from the 30s in Germany. They'd be like, oh, I feel right at home here. There's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of miseducation that, I mean, is, that's, that's the, the deal of the day. Miseducation, miseducation, miseducation. That's, if that's uh, all you got to keep your, the wheels and the lights on, you got big issues. Anytime a person like me who grew up at a time when, you know, Top Gun was basically the mode of the nation and is now looking around and going, damn, this feels like late stage Soviet <laughs> kind of fucking situation here. Yeah, you got issues. Ooh, one thing I do want to touch on was, uh, so uh, you, you heard us harp about the ballot referendums that were on the ballot in New York State a few a uh, few weeks ago. Well, you know, I didn't I never followed up and found out like what the outcome was until today. Um so uh, we had a extensive discussions um about number 1, proposal 1 and how they had a whole bunch redistricting um uh changing how we account for the 
brothers and sisters who are locked up. So instead of them being counted upstate, they'd be counted at their last residence. Um, um, move up the timeline for redistricting, cap the number of state Senate seats at 63, uh, remove the block on borders requirements for state Senate districts. I mean, there's a whole bunch of, it was requirement of the state to count residents, including people who are residents, but not citizens. And should the federal census fail to do so? I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff in, in number one and, uh, lo and behold, they got shut down. They're not passed. Okay. Honestly, I thinking about it afterwards, you're right. I would shoot down anything that's that loaded <laughs> going forward. There's no if you have that many provisions in just the first offering, the fuck are you doing? You, exactly. Are you running out of space on the paper? No, <laughs> just break it up. You break can have separate votes because to <sighs> commingle all of those different provisions, what are you what? That doesn't make that really, and some of them counteract each other. Okay, we're going to yeah. cap, you know, I'm going to let you count the incarcerated from their home uh, state or their home destination. Their home county, county, their home county, yeah. Yeah, their home county. Um, okay, but now further down the list, the one that really stands out is the ability to increase the number of uh, representative districts. I can turn anything into a district. I can have little pockets. That's pro- That's part of the reason why, again, the house is so dysfunctional. Because you have somebody from a little armpit of a state with the amount of citizens, honestly, in a, in a place like Queens alone. There are some states that don't even have our population. That's right. That's the truth. But they get equal representation. They Their reps get equal votes. So you can have somebody from a red state it's basically a federal, you know, debtor. It's really their in state income is supported by other states. They're not doing anything for their own citizens, and their representatives are paid well to make sure they don't do anything for you either. So those, certain votes will never pass because they will never see the light of day because you have spirited individuals like Joe Manchin who will vote against your best interest because he, that's how he gets paid. You think that man's a Democrat? He's not a Democrat or Republican. He's Joe Manchin. He's out <laughs> who is funding Joe Manchin. He passed all that. He's, he passed all that. He is involved past that. He's a whole he new Pokemon. <laughs> He's donation man. <laughs> and that's what people, I think more and more people are starting to realize. And that's why the largest voting block is independent, as in fuck both y'all. That that is the that is the largest party in the United States. I'm done with this. Another giant red flag. I can't even get people to believe in my sham party. Damn. Yeah. So so let me let me be progress here. So proposal number three, which was to authorize the le- to pass by same day voter registration. Now, I, you know, uh, the the progressives and the liberals, you thought this was something that was going to fly, but it got shot down. Um, I, and, you know, now, how would you do same-day voter registration? Because right, typically you vote, they look back for your name, and your name has to be on the rolls, and you mm-hmm. sign that you came to vote. Mm-hmm. So if it's same-day registration, that's not going to be there. It's I not only not going to be there. I can vote multiple times and go wherever the hell I want. So if I, the old, you know, 
the old line about, oh, they bust in all these people from wherever. They would literally be busting motherfuckers in from wherever. But but I maybe I'm naive, but I, I thought that, okay. It's like if, if you go to right now, right, if it was election day, and let's say you didn't make it home, you know, like you're stuck somewhere in Brooklyn. You can go vote in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but what would they do? They're not going to count it. No, no, no. What, what I'm not a Brooklyn resident. That would be the process. Okay. All right. All right. So maybe, maybe Brooklyn's a bad idea. Let's say you're just not able to make it to your house. Okay. It's, it's nine o'clock. Polls about to close. You find yourself. Uh, you're still in um, Laurelton. Okay. I don't know. And you go to the low, the lowest poll site. What are they going to do? They be like, know? who are you? <laughs> Where no, do you no, live? What do you? We're going to have you fill out an affidavit because your name's not going to be over there, but you can always fill out an affidavit mm-hmm. and vote that way, right? Uh, well, you may not be able to vote for your local people because you're not over there, but you'll definitely be able to still vote for your 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 bigger offices that cover that same area, right? You know, yeah, I would only still vote for mayor. Oh, we'll so see. I thought, okay, so now I have a one vote for mayor out of an entire ticket. The, the, where the bot, honestly, the, the office on the top of the ticket typically doesn't have all that much. You know, you still need the bottom of the ticket to actually get an effective done. If you want but to do any policy. But the point, but point, point I'm making is that uh, if you go to vote and your name is out on the rolls because you went to the wrong polling site, they're going to have you fill out a vote affidavit. An affidavit because your name is not on the rolls. So you get like a, a special kind of bill to fill out, affidavit. And that, 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 that gets sent in. Now, it probably doesn't get counted unless it's a really close race. Just um, like with the mail-in. You're now a second-tier vote. That's what I'm saying. So you're not, you may not even get counted at all. And if it does, yeah, it's good because it went to a close vote or a second round. Yeah. We saw, uh, we the, saw the, the same thing play out nationally with the whole, can we do mail-in ballots? I don't know. We've only had a mail system for a Hundred and change years. Or How does this if work? the candidate, or if the candidate they want to lose is losing, if the candidate they want oh, to please. win is losing, then they count them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we count every vote. Well, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, one of the things I want to talk about this week: Black Americans, brothers and sisters, pay attention to your Ethiopians. They just showed you how to actually fucking vote, you morons. <laughs> This is the same shit we've been saying, and lo and behold, when it's put into practice, it works. It's like science or math or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like you're supposed to vote your interest, not a fucking party. That's right. Your That's favorite right. ice cream. This is the people who are supposedly going to do something for you. And how did those Ethiopians act when their interests weren't represented? They put their foot right up Joe Biden in that party's ass, right where it belongs. And they, and the best part about it was it wasn't just a little hissy fit vote. Was like, oh my god, they flipped. They actually they got something for it. They they got something out of that Republican candidate directly. I'm going to change the embargo situation with your country. I'm going to improve relations with your country. So now you have people here, poor citizens, having effective policy that not only changes off has an influence on our foreign policy, but also their current living situation domestically. Why? Because they knuckled up and said, fuck you. You That that is the purpose. (laughs) That is the purpose of your vote. Your vote is your opinion. They cannot give you 
permission to, yo, you have to vote for me. I still can't believe people are pissed off about that. You, you don't vote for me. You ain't black. Motherfucker. <laughs> Insulted. <laughs> you know? He's out of all the stupid shit that he's already said and is likely to say in the future, people aren't even keeping count anymore. They'd rather do stories every day about, is he competent? This wasn't an issue before. I believe it was. The, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me touch on the next one. Sorry, I went off on a tangent, but that, that, that story was near and dear to my heart, and I really want people to follow up on that and on their own research and see how fucking voting works for once in your life. And then you have um, proposal number four was to pass the no excuse absentee voting. So we so during the pandemic, they let anybody vote absentee because if you didn't feel comfortable going down to the to the to the polling sites, that you could vote absentee. And so they want to make that permanent. So historically, if you wanted to vote absentee, you had to prove that you weren't going to be around on election day, and that's why you needed this. And that got struck down too. That got Perfect. struck down. I mean, like, like. Anyone in our future Buffalo minute the Capitol. <laughs> but, you know, again, it, I'm not going to improve a system I already have finely tuned to my advantage. That That's the problem with the way our politics are actually run. You got people who are incentivized and paid as a career to not actually make anything happen. So but how, how do you how do you connect that to this, this proposal vote? I'm not going to let you vote absentee um, because it's going to be more representative. If you no, have this, to, is, this, is, this is the people. This is how we voted. I mean, this is no this is beyond, outside of legislation. Outside of the body. Why does the sheep stay where it's supposed to? Because uh, it can train. And it's a good dog. So you think that, you think that the, the, this is what the politicians wanted? I believe so. It's a lot I easier to control the system as it is. Because let's face it, if I... You're telling me we have, okay, two examples, two perfect examples to exclude, that exposes the lie of that we can't do better than this. One, Mayor Pete's motherfucking run last uh, election. How do you have a system where you allow an independent organization through his campaign to make an app that counts people's votes and call that, quote, unquote, secure? Two, how do you have a modern country like ours where I can go on my phone and do all my banking, credit, execute all kind of personal business over a secure network. But you can't vote? Really? Well, we... Really? we, we, we look we, at the we, amount of we, issues we have with just in here in Queens, between Queens and Brooklyn. Look at the amount of actual fucking lawsuits we've had against the Board of Electors for their just abysmal record-keeping. So what you mean to tell me important in your bank account? Definitely. <laughs> say that. Yeah. Say that when you're hungry. <laughs> I mean, the, well, the, number the, one the, in, a, in a in a country as hyper capitalist as the United States is, you tell me your pocket isn't as isn't as important or more when not only is your vote only your vote. But if you got enough dollars in your pocket, you can just buy the politician. Let's be real. If we're talking real black politics, 
anybody out there wants to do something, why the fuck aren't you working on a Senate campaign and $250,000 out of your millions can help change policy nationally? Well, they are. <laughs> it's called the Koch brothers or the Koch brother. Imagine, no, no, listen to the beginning of my sentence. If you're, if you're a millionaire and you're black and you want to see a change in Oh, black. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, see, that was that very important word there. You missed. Yeah, I missed that part. Because the people like the singular Coke left and their kind have been doing that exact thing since day one. And that's, that's the disconnect. We think that the voting's the only part of it because we fought so hard to get the vote. And then when we got there, they realized, ha ha, voting don't really matter. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> that, that's the problem. We're only doing that where we keep hammering home. And just like you have motherfuckers like Puffy coming out, vote or die. Motherfucker, that don't matter. By the time it's gotten to that stage where you're voting, it, the race is almost over. Let's be real. Yeah, it is. That's right. You got to be in the candidate selection phase. Or you got to be that person with the deep pockets that's already deciding who's going to make it to round two or round three. What we uh, last week, um, what was interesting was uh, so you had a quote unquote again progressive candidate, right? I say I call her a quote unquote progressive because she's a member of DSA. She's a member of Democratic Socialist America. She was mm-hmm. running for mayor of uh, Buffalo. She won the primary. Right, and then lost to the incumbent on a write-in ballot for a for a major U.S. city. He won on a write-in ballot. Granted, he wasn't incumbent, so he's not like a nobody. Mm-hmm. But he won on a write-in ballot after losing the Democratic primary. <laughs> because <laughs> like, I guarantee, because I guarantee you. In a race like that, you're still running against the Democratic Party up until that last vote is counted. Her being a member of the DSA, and let's be real, for all intents and purposes, it comes down to the individual candidate. If you've been around any of these satellite organizations, if you have time and are really that interested, I'd say go, if you can, volunteer, and see what those members are really like. Because in short order, like I said, these satellite organizations end up being just basically a front for those established parties. And the sad thing, the insidious thing about these organizations is it's not the founders, the, the actual foot soldiers who are that twisted. They take the energy and enthusiasm of people who are intelligent and interested and motivated in seeing these kinds of changes and drain them like a freaking vampire and misdirect them into avenues that will not change policy. They will only reinforce the current status quo. And all while they're telling you, hey, let's go have that march. Hey, if you chant a little bit more, hey, can you do this silly little funky rhyme when there's a camera around? You've got potential to be an organizer. No, you don't. You've got the potential to be a puppet. I know motherfuckers that they're still using their image to advertise stuff on TV. And this is we're talking about people that quit organizations were part of like Occupy Wall Street and if they can still get their image out there they will alright the amount of misdirection and stagecraft involved in modern politics is astounding it's like a it's a it's a it's not even a Hollywood production because it's live so it's a little bit of Broadway and a whole lot of Hollywood 
And that's why the propaganda is really not landing like it used to years ago, maybe. It's just, it's too corporate. But take a closer look at where, uh, what the connections really are. And you'll see that it's a lot smaller playing field than it really appears to be. So the uh, the proposals that did pass, get this, create a state constitutional right to clean air, clean water, and a healthy environment. Go pass! <laughs> Isn't that a human right? I mean... Yeah. And, and uh, to increase New York City civil courts jurisdiction from 25000 to 50000 Those mm-hmm. are the only two of the five that passed. Uh, the, the, the ones that were non-political, the issues that were non-political are the ones, or pretty, or when I say non-political, not really debatable, right? Uh, increasing the jurisdiction of the courts, okay. I mean, that's make it simpler for for folks uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to to participate in the in judicial process when they need to go to court. And um, clean air, clean water. I mean, I would hope. <laughs> the fact yeah, right? is that you hope. had to hope. Let's face, <laughs> you know, for forty years, Exxon was like, what? Carbon? That's ah, great. Suck it up. Let and your so, kids sit on the tailpipe. It's good for them. And so these are now permanent changes. Uh, we'll have to clean the air and the increase of the jurisdiction of the New York City Civil Court. Now, these are now permanent changes to the state's constitution, right? <clears throat> so this, these are the changes uh, that we voted on that are going to, you know, go into effect probably in January, or if not immediately, well, probably January, uh, changes to our constitution. State's constitution. Uh, See, but that clean air, that, clean water one still bothers me. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah, geez. laughs> you want that dirty stuff, huh? No, I don't want the Why dirty that? stuff. I want, I want the super clean stuff. But at the same time, one, the fact that you had to make that a provision, like who doesn't have lungs? <laughs> you don't yeah. drink water? You know? <laughs> and two, there's no real, there's no incentive to actual change. That seems like the kind of thing that somebody's going to run on and not ever actually do anything. We do have to fight over on Liberty with the Waste Panther Station, Royal yeah. and Legal. And so, you know, yeah. there are clean <clears throat> in issues that we have even here in Southeast Queens. Yes. And over yes, by, um, on, on Tuskegee Airmen Way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not debating the fact that there are issues that need to be addressed that fall under environmental I'm talking about the fact that it's getting them to do anything because you had the same need prior to the vote. The same people who had lungs and was living there were living there and had lungs before the vote. They're going to be after the vote. The actual vote doesn't change anything. Well, it depends on how it's enforced, right? So I guess that's, exactly. that's always the next part. Enforcement right? so and execution. You can pass the Civil Rights Amendment, a Civil Rights Act, but you got to figure out how you're going to enforce it. Or if you're going to in our case. Yeah, if you're going to enforce it. You're right. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a multi-step process. You know, but yeah, yeah. how many people have you had run on civil, on civil rights basis? Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. This has been the same herring, you know, red herring for decades. I don't believe it. You can write down anything you want. Them motherfuckers wrote down that all men are created equal. Read a little bit further into that text and see how well they've actually abided by that shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You can't legislate away racism, right? You can't legislate away racism because you legislated it into existence. See, that's <laughs> the thing. You legislated it into existence. You legislated into existence all the incentives to spread it. You legislated into existence all the incentives to keep it going. You literally made it at a financial 
boon. You no, reimburse the people who have participated in it. Don't no, fucking tell me you can't do this. You've been doing it all along. It wouldn't be successful. The way racism works is because it is a state position. Or else it would just be you being an asshole to somebody. And everybody would go, wow, that's fucked up. What are you even doing? Instead, for racism to function, it has to be like, no, in the law right here, nigga, it says you're in here. And these are the differences between you and I. That's how apartheid works. It doesn't just work because a bunch of boards showed up in Africa and all the Africans went, well, I guess they deserve this shit. No. So that leads us to the, the next interesting uh, occurrence is that, uh, so we, we just spoke about changes to the New York State Constitution. Uh, the city has a city charter, not a constitution, but a charter. And there are proposed, there are, is a commission that's been established, uh, and I think it's pretty much set in stone because it's, uh, I mean, I, I hate it when they use the word independent, but uh, quote, unquote, independent commission that's in place to try and address racial, racial inequities in the New York City Charter. Um, and I should have actually, Rob, I should have sent you the, uh, the link. Uh, you know, just running around today. Today was a, a hell of a I mean, I was triple booked. I'm in three different meetings at a time on the highway. You're <laughs> looking crazy. Oh, but, um, yeah, so and so one of the things, uh, again, that's being pushed through this is an uh, end to the uh, sale of tax liens. Mm-hmm. So if you owe taxes, uh, the city can take your house. And what's really <clears throat> bad about a tax lien as opposed to other liens is that um, once other liens are satisfied, they go away. But once the city takes the house for a tax lien, you don't get anything back, right? I mean, in other words, you could have a $40,000, let's say you got a $30,000 tax bill. Mm-hmm. Your house is worth 100 or 200 or 300 or 400 or 500. You don't get anything back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Your house is gone, mm-hmm. right? So like if, a mecha- if, a, if a plumber had a lien on your house for some work they did or a contractor had a lien on your house for some work they did, once their lien is satisfied, you get the balance. Mm-hmm. Not so when it comes to your taxes and or your water bill. They take the entire house. You don't get anything back, no balance. And so um, the sale of tax liens is something that started under Giuliani. And so there's a push to end the sale of tax liens, right, to, to third-party investors. I know people who have lost their homes because of it, right? So it's an it's a, it's a issue. And one of the things that came up that was pretty interesting today was that, you know, how when you talk about racism, right, you can't now just treat everyone equally, right? Uh, meaning there are communities who are really been severely impacted for, you know, and therefore uh, treating everyone well, that's equally. the function of racism. It's not because they got nothing better to do. It's because there was a purpose. Yeah. And so that's how you, you could can, have generations of, you know, all different types of European Americans participate willingly, although benevolently, well, I'm not racist, but I really don't give a shit. Of course you don't. It doesn't affect you. Because you're racist. (laughs) But anyway. That's what I meant before, right? It's incentivized. It's like, yeah, you know, it's terrible and all, but it doesn't really affect me. So, And the majority of them don't know anybody, so it doesn't affect us. Some of the ideas that came about, uh, you know, we can identify areas that uh, experience redlining, i.e. our neighborhood. Right, they used to yeah. burn crosses around here when blacks first started moving, and so maybe you could do something about the tax liens, even if it were just for black communities, at, to address that issue of redlining. Right, that that might be 
one of the ways that you, um, cause you know, the tax liens may not really be the same kind of issue on the Upper East Side. Right, let's be real. Right. Uh, so if you can at least address it in black communities, maybe that would be a way of making it, uh, uh, or it doesn't fix any issue. Listen, I'm not, I'm not fooling the myself. Folks but folks who live on the Upper East Side are the ones who benefit from repossessing and flipping <laughs> those same houses over in our neighborhood. So that's why you're not going to see that type of change. It's literally a function of the economy. For the American economy to work, guess who has to lose? Again, that is, the, that is why the, that system that we devised and implemented for so long was there. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a strange quirk of nature or, you know, how they always try to make it seem like it was just, oh, it just sprang up naturally. No, it didn't. Okay. And if you want to take it back in time and all these other different places, they had different forms of it. Yes, they did. And for the exact same reason. Not like, they didn't have forms like this. This was the worst form. Uh, I, I understand yeah. that. But <laughs> if, you're, if you're trying to make that special case, okay, again, not only was it more severe, but it was for the same. There was no difference in the reasoning behind why, the why. The how may have been different, but not the yeah. why. And that's why it kept changing forms. And in every form it took, there was always that economic underpinning. Either you were actually providing the labor, which was the actual source of wealth at the time, as opposed to today, where it's credit or debt. But the, the, the reasoning behind its function and its existence has never changed. Only the execution. That's how you can go from a system that has outright slavery, chattel slavery into one where the only way you can be put back into that similar situation is through the breaking of the law. We're not going to eliminate that system. We're just going to address it a little different and include this different population. Now it's yeah. all those federal prisoners. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, um, that's how you can have a national southern strategy. <laughs> you know, this, these things are not even secret. So again, for to have that collective cognitive dissonance, how could this happen? Fuck you. That's how. Yeah. Some bitches. Those uh, those are what you call it's, those uh, that commission won't be presenting its findings, or it won't be until the 2020 ballot, the 2022 ballot next year. Um, those will be on the ballot uh, for the uh, adjustments to the city charter. But they, you know, so they have a year to come up and finalize um, what they're sitting to do. Um, and what's also interesting is. Is not the racial justice. I just I just lost my thought. Racial justice commission. Oh, redistricting. Yeah, <laughs> redistricting. This redistricting stuff is crazy. So, yeah, they, when they use the word independent, there really is nothing. You can't be independent, but you're appointed. <laughs> yeah. If you were truly independent minded. You would not get appointed. Trust me. Yeah. You, you would have to. <laughs> so that's, and, and that's one of the reasons why I do believe in democracy, because that's the only other option. 
only way that you either one person selected you or people voted you in. Those are the only way you can get to anything. And, um, and if you're trying to be independent, that means you got in through the ballot. Hence, that's why the comptroller of New York City and the public advocate for the New York City is independently elected outside of the mayor. That's how they, they don't, therefore the mayor can't control them. He don't, he's not appointing them. That's why I've also argued for the police commissioner to be an independently elected position. Right, no, but, we need to keep the same head. failed system in place for a decade and wonder why nothing changes. <laughs> I know we'll change the mayor who's going to do the exact same thing and work with the exact same guy on the exact same plan. Why has nothing changed? I don't know. How could this happen to us again? You dumb bastard. <laughs> you know, I'm not like that old. It's not like I'm like, oh, a hundred years ago, this happened the exact same way. Let me tell you. No, motherfucker, I read a book. And then it's not even that long ago. How how is it that I can remember like Gulf War One? I? I can remember Gulf War Two, but the people around me don't seem to be able to. Did, did, did people getting hit in the head? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? How do they, they use the exact there. same tricks? They, they weren't there. They... <laughs> yes, they were. Yes, they fucking were, man. There's no but, way uh, you can be thirty something and I don't know how this happened. You were alive. <laughs> We have a quote-unquote independent redistricting committee as well. But they were appointed, in this case, uh, where the Racial Justice Commission is the folks appointed by the mayor. Right, right. Uh, uh, this one's a little better because it's appointed by uh, both uh, the, the, the minority and majority leaders in the state senate and the state assembly. Um, What's the breakdown? So, so it's split between Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so, what's the outcome? So you got to mention you could hit the same gridlock before, and it depends on who's going to really appoint these people and how many. If you got like a, a panel of like ten people, but eight of them are selected, you know, four by Republicans, four by Democrats, and you got these two who are just in there, quote unquote, independently. Guess how much change you're actually going to get, folks. So what you what, what the result was, you got two maps. The Republicans and Democrats on the commission couldn't get together, and so they developed two maps. So two separate maps. <laughs> Are they separate and, yet equal uh, maps? <laughs> and um, you can't have two maps, of course. So it's going to be interesting what's going to happen in the, between now and December 1st because that's when they have to submit the new maps because uh, by next year we're going to be in different districts. And these maps are all over the place for those, especially if you live in anywhere in New York State, technically, mm-hmm. specifically downstate, right? They're trying to um, really. Uh, so They're going to eliminate problematic districts. No, no, they're not eliminating because actually the population has gone up. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, but uh, but you can then, if the population has gone up, then if I have something that someplace that's an issue. I can literally split it if I have the right population and I can make it so that there's a safe district too. If you just not problematic because you go along and get along and you can get anything I want out of you, you're going to end up in a safe seat, buddy, because we need you there until you decay. Uh, oh, oh, well, okay. Well, this is one of the things that, that, that they're doing. Uh, so the Indian communities come together and say they want their district to make sure that their community is whole. Holy right? shit. So, you mean politics? You know, 
They came over here in the practice in politics between the Indians and the Ethiopians. We ain't got a shot. <laughs> so they have. Y'all better start taking notes. So one of the Democratic Party, the Democrat, the Democratic map has essentially a district in the and centered in like the Richmond Hill South mm-hmm. Ozone area that's tailor made for an a South uh, an Indian candidate. Yeah, and guess right. what that, they'll get. Actual representation, <laughs> right? Um, uh, man, they're going. They want to stretch. West Queens is about to flip its lid, and it's worse than that. Glorious. They want to stretch the Western Queens, so the, the the districts that straddle the border. They want to push us further out into out east. So, yeah, uh, where it would be like say Cambria Heights, Queens Village, and uh, Elmont Valley Stream, and probably even Lindbrook. They really. <laughs> Now you look. You look at the dynamics and the even the economic breakdown of how those different districts you just mentioned are structured. You got residential, commercial, not too much industrial, but they're all sandwiched together. So one, you don't really have any, you know, financial but, base. But the idea that you the queen and Nassau, like mm-hmm. yeah, those are two different kind of the school systems are even fucking different. Right? Exactly. That's what, there's no exactly what. I said when we began this topic, they're going to cut it up so that the problematic districts are, they can't be a problem because you can't function. You have no actual common ground to organize on. You're not going to be able to motivate the homeowners in Nassau or even Valley Stream with the same issues that you are with you know, uh, Southeast yeah. Jamaica. Well, I don't even show if it's problematic districts because uh, the black community votes Democrat hardline no matter what. That so itself is problematic. It. Not to the Democrats who are drawing maps and the Republicans, maybe, but the Republican maps is going to look crazy no matter what when you look at the Republican map. Um, but uh, that's a given. You know, what, what, that's the point of gerrymandering. This is an opportunity for them to gerrymander with a purpose, <laughs> you know, with, with a passion. That's and, what they do. So the Democrats. While they gerrymander, they're saying that we got to do everything to make sure that the Republicans don't gerrymander. Yeah. <laughs> it's the height of hypocrisy. Don't steal my cookie. That's my cookie to steal. <laughs> what they're doing is they want, it looks like they want to punish this Democrats, the Democrat map here. Right? It doesn't say Democrat and Republican, it hmm. says letters and I think it's names, names and letters. Uh, that's how they distinguish. And you, don't really know which one's Republican Democrat, but you can tell by okay who would draw this line like this. So the Republicans is outlandish in different ways, but the Democratic map um, they look like they want to punish the folks who run independently. Naturally, because that's their <laughs> that's only the real one. pushback. If you've got a uni party like we do, Republican and Democrats, they're going to fight over the bullshit issues. You know, they're fighting. You got a cake on a the table. They're fighting over what type of icing to have. Not even whether or not you're going to get a slice. Okay? That's not even an option. They're not cutting you out a slice. But you get included on that icing argument and you think you're part of the, the discussion. No, you're not. But you get to feel good about it. That's our politics right now. Forget about the icing. You don't need any of fat bastard. Got to focus, people, or else we're going to get nowhere. It's, as you just described, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, and so, uh, like, uh, so, uh, Khalil Anderson, he got elected in Rockaway. 
what they look like they're trying to do is put all of Edgemere in the center of his district. What does that mean? That means he's going to have a huge 40% of his district block controlled by Hasidic Jews. <laughs> I mean, if he has to, he has to throw out the black boat hard body if he wants to stay in office. Well, not only that, not only that, they're going to be constantly economically incentivized to dunk him. They're going to be bringing in money and candidates from every corner of the map to run against. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So and they're going to be. Uh, have funding like you can't believe. Not only that, you're going to have other representatives who have ties to that community out uh, on the in the rest of the state running opposition to anything that he puts forth. Because you have to understand that community is going to be voting in tandem and with the same interests as other Hasidic communities. Just because they're separated by some space don't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in um, in in the Bronx, uh, AOC doesn't poll well with blacks. Imagine that. Uh, Jamal Bowman lives in Co-op City, so there's talks of putting Co-op City, or, or putting a Co-op City, or moving uh, AOC's district into Co-op City. Which means that Jabal Bowman would be living out of district. That means Jabal Bowman got to leave, got to move. That mm-hmm. was his base. That's why he won Co-op City. He lives in Co-op City. He, I think, he taught a school. His high school that he taught was right outside of Co-op City. So you're taking away Jabal Bowman's base. You're replacing, giving it to AOC, and AOC doesn't do well with blacks. I mean, that's a way. That's not like a hit well, because AOC <laughs> plays ball Because AOC plays ball. The same way she got in off a of drug currently. No, she, you know, don't get me. She's not playing ball because they're giving her black district. Ball. They're giving right. her black district and she doesn't do well with blacks. She'll lose. Okay. Now she gonna, she doesn't she doesn't pro well with black communities. And they're gonna give her a huge black community in the middle of her district. Not a Hispanic it's a Puerto Rican vote, maybe. A black yeah. district? That'd be that'd be suicide. Okay. That'd be suicide. As it is now, she barely has a presence here in Queens anyway. Let's be honest. She, she represents the outside of Queens. So I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how the outside of Queens functions, but she uh-huh. represents the outside of Queens. Unless you got folks on the other side of Queens saying something, but she doesn't represent the outside of Queens, though. So. Uh, but uh, you look at yeah. that woman. You look at her track record since she's been in office and you look at her campaigns and her issues, that's why she, that's why her polling is exactly where it is because her where her interests have aligned. Yeah. Yeah. She's not, yeah. She's the LGBT stuff and all that kind of stuff. It's, that's, that's, uh, that's the, that's, that's the quote, quote, progressive issues right there. Um, but, uh, what else? <laughs> it's, it, she find another border fence to go cry at. And then we have redistricting again next year for the city council. So we're doing state assembly, state senate this year, Congress this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, city councils will be redistricted next year. And then, of course, you're going to have to have new elections because you got now new borders. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a lot going on. I mean, with this, I mean, the, the, the amount of moving parts is dizzying. Mm. To say the least, um, never, 
a dull moment. Never a dull moment. With these different moving parts and it being in flux, what do you think is the fo- where do you think we should focus going forward? Because party politics is grinding to a halt. That much, if it hasn't already. That's re- they're not even they're not even bothering to freshen up the paint that often anymore. So you know, I know yeah, so yeah, you always look at uh, the 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 parties that you know, don't mean a whole lot to, to me. You know, so you're always looking at, at issues. Uh, uh, oh yes, this is it. Just yes, yes. Clyde Bennell has announced that he's running for lieutenant. He's running for AG. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Letitia James. Now you see, there you go. He's a perfect example. What has this man done in his entire career that would make you think? He would be a good representative in that position. Putting Bitcoin machines and a couple of bodegas really the change our community needs <laughs> from our AG. But uh, do so, you see any hard hitting uh, prosecution coming from this man? Unless it involves <laughs> a crinkled shirt collar, he ain't going to give a fuck. And then you, okay. you, also have some, you have some heavy hitters in that race. I think the Bronx DA, the Brooklyn DA is in the race. I forgot his name. Uh, Zephyr Teachout is supposedly uh, announced that she's also running for yeah, she, You ask uh, Zephyr Teachout how being honest works out for you. I tell you too, <laughs> but people don't believe me. So ask her because she got a book. That party, that she's, book a, she's actually book. a good case study too. She was yeah. the she was the cream in your coffee. She was the butter on your plate as far as the Democratic Party was concerned all through that run-up race and the second she told the truth about Joe Biden and his bullshit even Bernie threw her under both wheels of the bus that's your part I thought you you talked about when she was running for governor oh yeah we can talk about that too (laughs) that's another example of her getting tossed overboard they didn't even let her walk the plank no here Boot in the back, bitch. Ah, get over there. So it, <laughs> it's amazing to me how this can happen in broad daylight and on the airways, and people are just, I don't get why this happens to us. Again, a perfect homegrown example. Look at, oh, my God. Look at Jumani. That brother, when he had the braids and actually would speak on issues, where was he? He cut his hair, put on his suit and aligned his goals with them, and now where is he? He's running for governor. That's a big <laughs> step. And where is he running for governor from? Brooklyn. Not well, just Brooklyn. Where is he currently? Where is he? So that's a pretty big come up in a real short amount of time. And all you had to well, do was he, put he on He ran office. for lieutenant governor, so he ran for statewide office. He you can run for anything, Forrest. It's what they Probably back you on. It's where you get to without yeah. even trying now all of a sudden. Well, he's not, they're not going to back him for governor with Letitia James and Hochul in the race. He's not going to get back for governor with Letitia James and Kathy Hochul in the race. You think they're going to really back Tish after what she just did? Yes. She's the most valuable candidate you have. She can beat Hochul. She yes. can beat Hochul, but do you really care? If she's going to, if she's going to pull the kind of shit that she did... They got Wilson, do they care? Yeah. 
I disagree. Anytime you have somebody who's a wild card enough to go around the party and damage somebody like Cuomo, who they had boosted to that level, they know they can't really trust her. Cuomo, Cuomo put, I mean, she ran with Cuomo. That's how she became AG. That don't mean jack shit. How did it end up? But the point Where is, did that's that what night Cuomo, end up? That's what Cuomo did to Elliot Spitzer before him. This is the process. You grow up for AG so you could cut the governor's throat and you become the governor. That's how it's working. That's how the last three governors made it. <laughs> Cuomo it's did it. It's rule, <laughs> rule two. Yeah. Right. That's how it works. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Cut the governor's throat. You become governor. Then the next AG will cut your throat and they become governor. It's <laughs> beautiful. Let the ritual commence. <laughs> yes. I mean, Elliot Spitzer, uh, Mary, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Because, uh, well, yeah, what, what was the AG? What was the AG? The last AG? Oh, he's the one with the, with the, the kinky sex habits. The last kinky sex fiend I remember honestly paying attention to would have been, uh, what's his Elliot? name? Uh, no, that wasn't even that kinky, so it wasn't that interesting. It was, um, what's his name? Him and his wife with the cocaine parties. Oh, fucking mayor. Now I can't think of his name either. You know what I'm talking about, the blind dude. Oh, you see, he was a mayor. He was the governor of New York. There you go. Patterson. David Patterson. See? There, there you go. There's your kinky backstabbing trifecta right there. Patterson, <laughs> Colbo, and Spitzer. Eric, Eric Schneiderman. Eric Schneiderman. Yeah, Eric Schneiderman. Yeah, beast allegations. Physical abuse to at least four women. See, that's not kinky. That's the mm-hmm. whole different thing. That, that's abuse. That's different. He said, the privacy of intimate relations, I have engaged in role-playing and other consensual sexual activity. I have well, not assaulted. If it's consensual, then it's kinky. If it's not, then it's abuse. There's a fine line. That's why you have safe words. You know, play nice to people. <laughs> I mean, this, this is what happens. Elliot Spitzer, Eric Schneiderman, I mean. Use a flag or something if you can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Tap three times. <laughs> Tap out. <laughs> so I said that to say, Tiz James, the reason why she, so I told you, she had thought about running for mayor, Tiz James. She opted not to, right? She's an AG. It's a very powerful position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she could, and, that, and that's what the whole attacking Trump stuff was about. She was making a name for herself. And hold you, hold you. Outside New York, she was already pretty popular, but outside of New York, that made her a star. So, yeah. And, and she, you could say that she's more popular than Kathy Hochul. Right yeah, certainly. There's plenty of people that don't even know who Kathy was because they kept her hidden out in the west part of the state. That's because right. that's a, upstate and up west, northwest is essentially might as well be a Republican state. Yeah. People don't, a lot of people yeah. who aren't from New York don't understand that it's like dang near three different, I want to say environments almost, but it's not a biome. But if you were to look at it that way, yeah, you do I, have I a more conservative areas than you have the actual city. Then you got the mid-state, which is almost purplish, but runs red. All right, it would be red, yeah. Outside of the big cities, Rochester, Buffalo, 
New York, maybe Albany. I'm not even sure about Albany. Albany is a rust rent. belt. <laughs> Albany is literally almost a rust belt environment. If you, the people I know who are from, yeah, the people who I know who are from that area, if you look at these areas that they're from, if you listen to them, they describe the same kind of decay within their communities that the Rust Belt is suffering from and has been suffering from. That kind of just dead town syndrome where you got a main street full of nothing but boarded up stuff, that's Buffalo. That's yeah. Syracuse. That, you know, these are some areas in New York State. That's why they run red, too, though. You're talking about lower population densities, you know, more rural, and that's what their economies about, are based on. And the stuff about uh, freezing the number of state Senate districts at 63 would have benefited them because they have a decreasing population there. They stand to lose state Senate seats. And that first proposal was supposed to benefit them. And that's why they put in this change of the uh, people in, in prison uh, mm-hmm. having been counted back down. Cause they thought that you would, you down state folks would vote for that. And hence they will be able to freeze their state Senate districts because you voted yes. And that's why I'm interested. I'm glad that, you know, it didn't go that way. People didn't yeah. fall for that hokey dope, right? Because that, that's, that was the plan. You were yeah. supposed to say, oh, they're helping out incarcerated. That was directly talking at those folks, folks, progressives. And so, okay, they, they would, you vote yes for that. And now we, we locked in. That was we the poison pill. The population, but we still maintain our, our same state and Senate districts, which mm-hmm. means we'd be overrepresented because we have less people but we're supposed to still get equal funding. And yeah. it's, it's, Me and the six people in this town <laughs> demand a vote. And then locked. You can't do nothing about it. That is a district because we froze it at 63. So I'm really glad that didn't happen. I'm really glad that didn't happen. But um, <laughs> that's a, we, we, we near the end. Uh, you have any uh, closing thoughts for the brothers and sisters out there on the Wake Up Radio land? Pay attention to how that Ethiopia vote went down in uh, Virginia. They're not a majority, but they use their vote effectively. They are now going to have an outsized impact on national politics. And that's, that's real politics. Learn from our Ethiopian brothers and sisters. Because apparently they got this voting shit down and we done lost the script somewhere along the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in light of the exoneration of the brothers who are accused of killing Malcolm X, you know, just his legacy still brought uh, into 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 frame, and um, you know, I still consider him uh, our shining black prince, <laughs> as uh, as Ozzie Davis would say. Uh, if anyone put their hands on you, make sure they never put their hands on anybody else again. <laughs> Till next time, brothers and sisters, uh, on my Africans, Africanettes, and those of you who are African adjacent, uh, this is On The Wake Up Radio, The Appeal, a.k.a. Walker's Appeal. Shout out to Sister Cindy Ashby. Peace. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. 
by the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.